You're listening to Hornier Than Thou with Gloria Perez and adult film star Max Magnum as we teach you about sex, the LGBT community, and have candid conversations about how our conservative upbringings affected our sex-positive outlooks in adulthood. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hornier Than Thou podcast. This is our third episode, Risen on the Third Day. And it's actually Sunday here. So. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I am your host, Gloria Perez, and... I am adult film star Max Magnum. Um, welcome back. Yes, and for our cocktail of the episode, we have... You're basically the, finished with yours. Pretty much. It's <laughs> Sunday. Sunday, right? Sunday fun day. So we are having white Russians, and this is specifically a recipe from... Let me look at my notes here. A couplecooks.com. I actually was checking They're out their really website. Good. And yeah, I like them a lot. They have really good sure. uh, uh, cocktail recipes, so check them out. And if anybody wants to know and it's interested, uh, basically it's just vodka, Kahlua, and heavy cream. That's all. We're going to have the um, recipes always posted on our Instagram, and HTT underscore podcast will be uploading the cocktails of the week that we are drinking for every episode. Uh, on there, so check it out. We'll also have all of our other, our other socials linked there as well um, through our link tree. There we go. So this episode, Risen on the Third Day, we're going to be talking all about turn-ons, turn-offs, uh, bedroom habits, whether from it's from how you sleep to how you fuck. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, things that are personal turn-ons and turn-offs for us, but also just as a whole things that, you know, generally speaking, our turn-ons and turn-offs for people. Um, so right. why don't you get started? Because I think you said you had some interesting ones. Yeah, because I think uh, from a straight female perspective, for us, it starts very early on during the dating, during the first date, during the texting phase, when you're you know trying to coordinate a date. Personally, for me, I, and I hear this a lot from other straight females, mm-hmm. Grammar through text. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. No, you know, I don't know why I sound surprised by that. That actually kind of pisses me off, too. I, I'm very, what I was going to say, grammatical. That's not the one I'm looking for. What is it? <laughs> Are you the grammar police? I'm a grammar. I don't correct other police. people, but I use correct grammar. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Like, yeah. I take a lot of pride in how I text and, you know, whatnot. Um, I have a little bit of a pet peeve with the whole... Your, 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 which, 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 where, where, where. Um, There's one I can't get down. Who and whom. I'm never really going to understand how to use this properly. I know all the other ones. That one's weird, right? Like, there's all these rules. Can you, do you know or not? I don't know. Um, But that one, it doesn't bother me that much, probably because I don't know myself. I say whomst. That just covers it. (laughs) That covers it all. Whomst. You're taking it back to, like, the 18th century. But, yeah, no. So, I know that's one. Um... I think another one, I don't personally have this issue, but I know some girls really look at shoes. Like if the shoes are dirty, if the guy Mm. wears dirty shoes to the date, if the fingernails are dirty, that is a pet peeve of mine. Like I don't, it's a little bit of a turn off. I hate dirty fingernails. Like, you know what I mean? Here's the thing though. Like sometimes they have, you know, physical jobs or they're outside in the dirt. And I get that. But if you're going on a date, I mean, you'd think, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one thing if you're working out in the field and you've got 
Um, you come home with like dirt on your hands and stuff, but I feel like if you have proper hygiene, you can take care of that. And I feel like I'm offending someone out there, but like, I don't know, but like, it's just not that hard, you know? Like, well, especially for a first date, but for straight men, I guess, whatever. The first few dates, so yeah, that's just my thing. What about teeth, hair? What are you okay? What is it like for you? People always tell me I'm into the pretty boys. Like, they say, like, oh, you're, like, a really well-groomed person, and I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do find attractive, you know, the people that would be stereotypically, like, the uh, lumberjack kind of look, like, the long beard, right? Mm -hmm. And the the flannels. We're wearing our flannels today. Um, The the lumberjack, uh, you know, the long beard, the kind of... um, uh, unruly hair, that kind of stuff. But I do really enjoy a guy who is uh, very well kept, clean fingernails, good hygiene. The smile and the mouth are like the first thing that I notice. Like if yeah. you've got big lips, if you've got like pearly whites, and they don't have to be like really straight. I understand like not everyone could afford braces. I I didn't get braces when I was a kid, so I get it. Yeah. But as long as they're like well taken care of, um, I think that's that's a turn on for me. I will say a big turn off. If we're not even talking about like what happens in the bedroom yet, bad tippers, because I worked for so long within the service industry, and I think that like it's really disrespectful. Um, It's kind of synonymous to like how people say, oh, if someone doesn't treat their mom well, they're probably not going to treat you well as a wife, right? I kind of feel like if someone doesn't tip well, it's indicative that they don't really understand what other people go through in their day-to-day on a job and um that just frustrates the heck out of me and maybe it's just because i've been there myself but like i'm a big tipper and so i just think that's really important you know um i think another turn off for me is probably when uh people don't ask you about you right oh yeah so like you go on a date and they're just talking about themselves oh Mm -hmm. yeah that that's a that's a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. It's like at some point, come on, man. And it doesn't even just apply to relationships. Like it can just be like friendships too. Just like anyone. if I'm, yeah, like I, I've, I've hung out with people for the first time before that, you know, wasn't in a romantic way too. And if they're just like so into themselves that, that they ha- don't, you know, I'm not saying you, you can't talk about yourself at all. That's, I don't mean to say that, but like, you know, there have, there was a guy that I hung out with. He was actually an adult film star. Um, and I'm not going to name his name cause I don't want to throw any shade here, but I was with him all weekend for like two days and all he was talking to me about was how he broke all these records within the porn industry and how he brought um, awareness for, you know, uh, men of color in the industry or people of color in the industry and all this kind of stuff, which was cool. But he did not ask me like a single question about me. And it was very obvious that to him, I was just a pawn in the grand scheme of the weekend. I was just someone to film with. You know, he was just doing his due diligence. He actually let me stay with him, which was nice. But, like, he just wasn't actually interested in me as a person. And I did not like that. It actually made for very awkward filming because I really just was not interested in him. And I yeah. think things could have gone differently if yeah. it were for if it were for that. You know? For sure. No, I get that. What about, uh, like, very strong cologne? Especially, like, you know, smells. Like, I guess that ties into mm-hmm. hygiene. But... I've been on dates where the guy wears way too much cologne, or at least even if I'm not on a date, like you catch the whiff of someone sitting next to you, mm-hmm. like they poured half the bottle of cologne. That's too much, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's I, I don't like the powdery smells. I don't know right. how to explain it. There's like two different types of colognes, and honestly, the more expensive they are, it seems like the more like powdery they become. Okay. I don't know if you know what I mean when I say powdery, but just something that like takes the air out of the room. You know, like you yeah. smell it and it's like. 
I can't breathe, right? Right. But I do like those scents that are more like ocean or like, you Ooh. know, the lighter scents. Like fresh. The ones that are fresh, not like super um, po- potent. Is that the word? I think is that so. the word I'm looking yeah, for? Like yeah, like that is pungent. Pungent, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one likes um, What about, so you talked a little bit about like your turn offs. So what about turn ons? Like, what do you really like? Let's say you're on a first date or let's say even for like one night stands and stuff like that. Like we've all had a one night stand where we get to the person's place and they make Mm -hmm. an impression on us, whether it's like, oh my gosh, like what a beautiful home or like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to want to go through with this. Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, definitely uh, this is great content for a future episode. We're going to talk about dating apps and whatnot. But one of the first things I notice, especially if someone is coming over for just like a one night stand, you know, just to no strings attached, I find it a turn on when they are still respectful of your space and they clean up after themselves. So Mm. like, you know, they, let's say we're drinking wine and then he's the one that gets up and you know tops off our drinks and then he makes sure that he puts them in the dishwasher or he washes so you them. like a he little bit of like chivalry that. chivalry but would you say I, I, i'm a little bit curious because in this actually is a really great segue into a little bit of a deeper topic so we can keep it light for now but i'm thinking like chivalry right yeah people say you can't have feminism and chivalry i'm gonna give you my opinion which i'm gonna give you my opinion which we might not agree with i actually do think that's kind of true and here's what i mean by that right so when you think of chivalry what do you what do you think of what does that insinuate what does the word just mean to you i think for me it's more about just being respectful you know that there are differences in the sex in the sexes right like males females like Mm -hmm. Um, but, but chivalry would be very specifically like what a guy does for a w- woman, right? right? Like that's it's that it's unidirectional in that yeah. way, right? It can be, yeah. Paying for dinner, Paying for dinner. right? Okay, yeah. So in terms of feminism, if you mm-hmm. want equal pay, right? Yeah. The reason, for instance, that there were the customs that the guy would pay was because the women's were traditionally making less money, and the men right. were saying we're respecting that, right? right. If there is now this complete equal platform where women are making just as much money and where Mm -hmm. women can do anything men can do, which obviously I agree with, now chivalry, isn't Mm -hmm. it kind of more of an orthodox or traditional system? Shouldn't the woman be paying for dinner half the time? Shouldn't the woman be opening the door? You know what I mean? If you're trying to say that there's no difference between the genders Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, uh, there's a lot of argument, but even about physicality, like women can be fighters, women can be in the Mm -hmm. military, they can be combat specialists, right? Right. Or women can be bodybuilders and strength trainers. Like if you're pushing for equality in every sense of the word, all I think is chivalry keeps us back in the old days. I think it's actually really impressive when a woman's like, oh, I'll pay for dinner. I'm like, okay, you're a badass bitch, you know? know what I mean like that's awesome well what do you think honestly when it it comes to picking up you you said a lot of things and I have a lot to say about that but let's just stick to like picking up the tab I have Mm -hmm. I I'm one of those people I don't mind taking turns like Mm -hmm. I sincerely love being that person that's okay well you paid for dinner yesterday let me get breakfast today Mm -hmm. I don't think that I don't don't keep tabs of like well he paid for dinner and dinner was 50 bucks and the coffee's only 10 I don't keep tabs like that I just feel like taking turns I do this with my friends too all the time Uh so but I do believe in this day and age that men especially if you're in the dating phase or just, you know, you're going out to date nights with your partner or whatever the case may be. I still think that men should pick up the tab more than women. And here's why women spend way more money 
I'm speaking for straight women. Women spend way more money maintaining themselves. Hmm. Nails, facials, blowouts, waxes, bikini waxes, hair, you know what I mean? Like all these things to keep yourself, you know, if that's the type of person that you are and that's the type of hygiene that you're into, it's expensive. Clothing for women. I mean, like, honestly, hair products, mm -hmm. like everything, skincare products. There are three steps. Like, I use Clinique a lot, and um, they're expensive, you know? And that's not even that high end of a line, you know what I mean? So, well, this is where the dichotomy between, you know, straight relationships and gay relationships is interesting because in a traditional um, gay, you know, male relationship, right? Like two cis identifying men in a relationship with each other, who's to say who spends more on product or yeah. upkeep, right? So and so question. there might be a better system to just split everything down the middle. But then maybe you think about like a lesbian couple, for instance, and there's what we call, I don't know if this is an offensive term, I don't think it is, but like the lipstick lesbian mm -hmm. would be the one who's a little bit I more like... I that's offensive still. I, I don't think so, but okay. um, it's all about like... Everything uh, changes every day. So. <laughs> so it's like the woman that, you know, it gets more done up, you know, less, you know, quote, quote unquote, or traditionally like less butch, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you've got the lipstick lesbian who might be investing more time and then you've got the butch uh partner point. that might be taking on more of that like what a man would normally serve in a heterosexual relationship that's a good point right so like maybe that dynamic works for them so it's very interesting it's very obviously case specific mm -hmm. right I so, think so that's a good point yeah how have you done it in the past with when you're you know dating or on dates or you know during the courting phase i guess mm -hmm. like do you pick when do you know to for you to pick up the tab or when do you think it should be appropriate for him the other guy to pick up the tab how does that work for you so i'm not gonna lie i am always swept off my feet a little bit when someone's like i'll pay right and i think it's a kind thing for them to do and it just always makes a good impression if you're ever worried about making a good first impression don't ever be too hesitant to pick up the tab because i think that always makes a good first impression just doing something kind like right out the gate right mm -hmm. and it shows that even whether this was just for this evening and I'm not taking this further, or I do have interest in moving this forward. It's okay. like a really good way to set up like, you know, um, that impression. But however, I think a lot of people are hesitant to do that because mm -hmm. they don't want to give the impression of like, I'm always going to be doing this, or I'm always going right. to be the one paying for right. the tab. And you might be risking setting up that type of dynamic or expectation if you are picking up the tab right away. I 100% you know I mean? agree with that. Because here's the thing too, if you have a guy that from a straight perspective if you have a guy who always wants to pick up the tab and always and you know what always wants to pay for everything of course who doesn't want that right mm -hmm. but i think that there's a red flag there because it's kind of one of those things that where they could be possessive mm -hmm. because they're kind of like well, of the mindset that like women exactly, can't take care of themselves exactly. or something like that or because i always pay for everything you owe me something now right it's always this weird psychological thing behind the the dynamic of the relationship you right. know so that's interesting. interesting all right well moving into the bedroom a little bit okay. um what are your biggest turn-ons and turn-offs from the moment that like you enter the bedroom I think for me, it would start with grooming. Okay. Especially, you know, like if I know, uh, I know for me, I'm going to speak for myself. I like to shave everything. Are we talking like full bikini? Yes, everything. Wax everything. and shave. I mean, like as everything. much as I can. Like okay. I try to wax when I can, but going back to my earlier point, it's expensive. So you don't always have the budget to, to do that. So I try to shave. Does it right? hurt? 
Uh, yeah, it can. If you keep up with it, mm. it it's not as bad. The, it, but when you go in, when you're fully grown or not fully grown, but, you know, grown. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it fucking hurts. So, so yeah, and the upkeep is expensive because you would have to go, you know, every two to three weeks, every three to four weeks, depending on how fast your hair grows, whatnot. Um, I think for me, it's more, I think it just goes back to like, how do, how do they smell? How do they, like if somebody, I like when a guy wears cologne, especially when you're sweating in the bedroom, because you don't want somebody, sometimes people have bad BO, you know, like I guess bad BO, I don't know. So, so you're, it's like you're very, like your olfactory senses are taken over here. So like, it's like if they don't smell good. Like that's a big turnoff for you, but what about in the, like what about with the more traditional things? Like do, if they take down their pants and they have a small wiener, are you gonna like be turned off by that? Or um, if they aren't dominant enough in the bedroom, or if they yeah. are um, into maybe something that you're not really into, or if they bite, or if they like are any of these okay, things? Okay, I have a good one. Okay, I love. I'm a foreplay girl. Mm. I need to be fully turned on, fully wet before we go in there, right? I don't like it is a turnoff for me when guys expect that just because they're hard and they did a little nipple sucking and then that's it. Then they put it in. It's like, no, I'm sorry. We need more than a minute of that. You know what I mean? That is a turnoff for me because it shows me that they're in it for themselves and not Mm -hmm. to please you as well. You know, and this is, this to me sounds kind of like the play of every like straight woman I've ever heard. It's just like it's that they here. all deal with the same stuff. It's, it's so like the guy not being in a foreplay or the guy not, you know, wanting to go down on them or the guy not like be, be, being too selfish in bed and it's just about their satisfaction. So, um, I mean, I think that it's, like it's kind of universal. Sense. I just yeah. think us as either gay men or gay women out there, or even straight women, obviously. I think that we're the ones who get oftentimes um, slighted in those dynamics, in those situations. Like, we're the ones who, like, end up without, what you know, receiving what we, like, being satisfied, I guess you could right, say. Right, right. Um, okay, so do you think size matters? I think it does. Okay. I think it does. I think people are lying when they say it doesn't. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't have a small dick and still yeah. know what you're doing Some with it. Some people say what do they say it's it's not the what is it? It's not it's the, the size of, the of yeah, it's the motion of the ocean. It's not like the size I don't know of it. That's always true. Maybe yeah. maybe some people can make it work, but yeah, like it's it's a little disappointing when you like take a look and you're like, "Oh man, that's a, that's smaller than I thought," mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or I have been in those situations where I'm like, "Damn, that is massive. How is that going to fit in here?" <laughs> you know? Uh, things like that. But, but when you see that, if you see like a big dick, do, do you get excited or do you actually get a little bit worried about it fitting? Are you like, I uh, get worried about it oh, a little dang. bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you talk a lot about size queens in the gay community, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, those guys that are like, size is everything. The bigger, the better. There right. is no too big. And yeah. so in, I, I, I find that with like, uh, guys in the gay community that take on more of like a, a bottom role or a... A strictly bottom roll, power bottom, verse bottom. The people that lean more towards bottom typically like the bigger dicks. Uh, it's usually the guys that are verse mm-hmm. or they're primarily tops and they're just on occasion when they bottom that are like more concerned about it not being too, too big. Okay. Uh, for me, it is a turnoff for sure because your sexual position in terms of penetration doesn't necessarily have to do with everything else, right? I like sucking dick. I like sucking a nice dick. And if it's small, I don't really want to. I hate to say it like that. I mean, it's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing. So I'm not saying that, like, there's not 
exclusions to the rule, but I will say that like question. What? How have you brought yourself to suck a smaller dick than you? You know what I mean? Like it brings I'm you back sure. to the selfless thing, right? <laughs> because like I think about that. A yeah. lot of guys don't like eating pussy, for instance, for whatever reason, right? And if they're doing it, a lot of guys enjoy it, but there are that there's that small portion of men who do it strictly for the woman's satisfaction that aren't doing it because they necessarily enjoy it themselves. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's kind of the same for me in that that. situation. It's like, I'll suck a dick that is, um, you know, smaller if I'm genuinely interested in pleasing that person because I want them to feel good. However, not gonna lie, there's been hookups out there where it has been a little bit more about me in that situation, especially if they were already taking on more of a submissive role in the bedroom and there's like this like kind of association with being submissive you're there to like serve and so it's easier in those dynamics to uh get around sucking the dick if you don't want to (laughs) yeah the small dick if you don't want to (laughs) however there are some times where like you think you're the dominant one and then there's like this little bit of a standoff in the in the bedroom where it's like do 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 like a duel or something Mm -hmm. where they're now trying to be dominant with you and you don't want to be disrespectful or rude so you a dick duel yeah and (laughs) (laughs) we love hashtag dick duel um but where you uh you end up i have another question yes what about i don't and i don't know if this factors into turn on turn off for you but i'm curious cut or uncut do you have a preference and is there a turn off so unfortunately this question has a lot of stigma embedded into it so i can't just give a blanket answer because Because, you know, it's kind of like you're not, you you don't choose. A a lot of men don't choose whether they got circumcised or not. And, you know, everyone's created equal and all bodies are beautiful. Uh, In my experience, I will say when I was younger and I was a little bit more naive, I would lean towards wanting cut dicks because I am circumcised. And so it was just something that I was more familiar with myself. Uh, but I think as I've gotten into adulthood, my type has completely changed. And I will say now, I don't really have a preference. Now, a pretty dick is still a pretty dick. A cut dick can still be ugly. Uh, an uncut dick can still be ugly. It's really about like, is it proportional? Is it, you know, does it, it, does it look a certain way? Is it um, a certain girth, right? Yes. Like all of that has to do, Ooh, plays into girth, it. Turn on for me when, the, when it's thick. Oh, yeah, I can't even tell you. To me, thickness matters more than length. Yep, for the most part. Same. Um, I prefer that because bottoming for just a long skinny dick is just like a pencil poking you <laughs> in the prostate, <laughs> like throwing a hot dog down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think that's enough. On that one. <laughs> enough on that topic. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about next day? Okay. Just really quickly. Bad breath. Are you still able to... Oh, I should have said this earlier. Like, honestly, bad breath is huge for me. I actually recently had a hookup with a guy. Yeah. And I was interested in him. I thought he was cute. Yeah. You know, I was into him. His body his was nice. Everything, you know, physically and aesthetically about the guy was great. He had bad breath. Like now, all the time I'm not saying we actually we worked out. We, uh, no, the all night the before time. I didn't spend the night uh, actually, okay, okay, but okay. we went out the night. We went we went and we worked out. Okay, so I didn't completely blame him because okay. like had we gone like let's go to the movies or let's go out to eat and then go back to your house, okay. he probably would have you know brushed his teeth before and after or whatever because he would have had the opportunity to right. Mm-hmm. 
But in this situation, we had gone to work out, so things were kind of out of order, and then I had to shower and clean out at his house, because okay. uh, I knew that I was going to bottom, and so, like, he then went to get ready, and he, like, hopped in the shower with me, and he was kissing yeah. me, and I didn't know how to, like, be like, hey, like, please brush your teeth, right? I and and so I just that? kind of put up with it, but I was like, okay, well, I'm done with my shower, so I'm hopping out, and I was like, you do whatever you need to do in here, and <laughs> I said when I left, and I was hoping... You, like, as you hand him a toothbrush... Right, I was hoping that he would get the cue and he did not so we proceeded to have sex and i was just like doggy like what other way i don't have to look at him because it was a huge turnoff for me like really really big turnoff it was really hard for me to get into no that's happened to me before and afterwards i was supposed to stay and watch a movie and i didn't because at that point i was like well if he didn't brush his teeth for sex he's not brushing his teeth for the rest of the night like (laughs) and i'm not saying this guy had bad hygiene it was just an interesting dynamic but that recently happened to me yeah it's that you know it's so funny that's happened to me before and i've always wondered how do you like obviously this was a one-night stand it's whatever but like let's say you're look you know what i mean like talking to someone more long term like how do you nudge them toward like do you say like hey why don't we brush our teeth (laughs) together (laughs) you gotta get creative with it i mean look if oral hygiene is something that's important to you and that's something that's already a red flag up front like you gotta listen to yourself when those red flags are presented because you know a lot of times small red flags especially when they're trying to make their best impression in the beginning are manifesting it could be indicative of worse habits down the road so like even (laughs) if it seems small or superficial like you do have to listen to yourself a little bit because you might end up in an unhappy relationship if you're not heeding that advice but Anyways, uh, folks, it has been real. Thank you so much for uh, listening to today's episode, Risen on the Third Day. Uh, Once again, I'm your host, Max Magnum, and this is my co-host, Gloria Perez. And please don't ever forget to drop your comments. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what your turn-ons, turn-offs are. We'd love to discuss them in future episodes. We know everybody's different, and I, I just love to hear what everyone has to say. Give us questions, too, uh, or topics that you guys would like to hear us talk about because at the end of the day, uh, we have a very diverse, uh, you know, listening um, group of people listening, a diverse audience, and we want to make sure we're catering to what everyone wants to hear about. Um, so please, please, please don't be afraid to interact with us on our socials. Once again, you'll find all those socials linked to our Insta, HTT underscore podcast. Uh, and then lastly, just a little plug here. If you, you know, are a small business, especially like locally owned and operated or LGBT owned and operated, and you think that you have something to contribute to the podcast, um, please reach out to us. We love leveraging this professional partnerships and we would love to make you a sponsor. Um, so feel free to reach out, uh, once again, the Instagram. Is HTT underscore podcast. Uh, I know that our Twitter's up, HTT underscore podcast underscore, and we'll be updating our socials regularly. So there's plenty of ways for you guys to get in in, uh, in contact with us. So, anyways, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and we will catch you next time.